All right, hello and welcome to this edition of the Basic Bible Podcast, and I'm your host, Kevin Thompson. And sitting next to me in my car as we're driving down Interstate 90 is the one and only Ray Jewel. Ray, welcome back. Thanks, Kevin. It's good to be together. Good to actually get a road trip in together. Yeah, it's been a while since we've been on the road. Yeah. And uh, we used to do these more often because we used to drive a lot more, but yep. thanks to COVID and uh, family needs and work needs and whatnot, we haven't been able to do that much. Right. But we actually, um, we took an interesting trip today. <laughs> and it's going to lead, and I'm saying this because it's going to lead into our topic. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought, I thought we were going up to Madison, Wisconsin, the state capital, to see uh, third party presidential candidate Joe Jorgensen of the Libertarian Party. She was going to give a rally. And uh, apparently I got the date wrong. And uh, well, I got no, there. you had the date right. It's just yeah. you didn't see the uh, information that they sent you just the day before yeah. that it had, it had been changed. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, so I made that. So we got there and nobody was there. Uh, we had some, uh, we had a good dinner. Yeah. And uh, then we got a. Uh, 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 good exercise. Good exercise because we, I, I forgot. We traversed the Capitol building. <laughs> yeah, because somebody forgot where we parked the car, mainly me. And I have a terrible sense of direction. So uh, we got our steps in today. Yes. But that is just, so we did decide that, you know, we, we talk about uh, faith in politics. Mm-hmm. And it is an important topic. And Ray and I have talked a lot about this. But just warning, uh, this is not a reigning in Ray, but... I'm completely unprepared for this podcast. That's fine. We can handle it. And, and so is Ray. Um, we didn't do our normal hours and hours of show prep for this. <laughs> I just look at your outline. You do all the prep. I yeah, just look at well, where, where you want to go. <laughs> we're just going to kind of riff on this a we're, little bit. We're winging it. Winging it. Yeah. So West winging it. <laughs> West wing. Yeah, there you go. West wing. They're having a special coming up um, on HBO. Uh, ah, and really? they just did a like a reunion type thing. Oh, okay. And uh, they just released a uh, well, some of the guys from West Wing oh, okay. put out <coughs> excuse me a uh, special recording a podcast um, to raise money for the Wisconsin Democratic Party. Oh, okay. And I actually would have would have paid to listen to it, but. Um, I had to work that night, and they're only streaming it, so I couldn't buy a recording or anything. All right. So, Democratic Party of Wisconsin, you lost out. Yeah. You lost my money. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, you never had my vote to begin with. Um, well, I shouldn't say that, but anyway, I, I well, I'm not going to get into that. All right, so, let's talk about... Um, you, you can tell you're not ready for that. <laughs> you're a bad boy. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. But, so, Ray, let's, let's pick up, because you, um, in our Facebook... Uh, which you should be a part of. Look for it. Basic Bible Podcast. Basic well, I am a part of it, but he's talking to you, the listeners. Yes, I'm listening to you, the listeners. Um, but uh, Ray's been going through the book of John each day, uh, putting a, a short devotional, which you should be reading. And uh, Ray, as you're going through that, you're seeing Jesus uh, in a controversial way. You're seeing a, a political side of Jesus. Now, even saying that, I can hear listeners like gasping. Yeah. This no, no, no. Jesus was not not political. So maybe you could unpack that statement for us. Sure. Um, well, let's see. We, 
talk about the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, right there, that's a political right. statement. Right. I mean, a king has a kingdom, has a right. realm. You know, Jesus, especially as it intensifies as the Jewish leadership continues to attack Jesus, looking for ways to get rid of Jesus, they're willing to pay lots of money to have Jesus, you know, handed over to them. Uh, they want him out of the way. Uh, it's a power struggle, and their, you know, their high priest that here's Caiaphas, and he said something, you know, don't you people realize, don't you guys realize it's better for one man to die for the nation than for the nation to perish? So there's a power struggle, uh, status quo, Caiaphas and the other priests and Pharisees and Sadducees want to maintain their privilege, their power, their their possessions, their position, and they're battling God. I mean, the very guy that is in charge of the Jewish nation's uh, understanding and following God is doing something diametrically opposed yeah. to what God wants, right. and that's that's the power, the absolute power, corrupting absolutely, yeah. and and Jesus, you know. Especially after the, the raising of Lazarus from the dead, which in a sense is a political statement because Jesus is saying, you know what, I'm in charge here. Right. And, you know, it's a spiritual thing, but it's a physical thing too yeah. because I can do this. Right. Nobody else can do this except through my name or like, you know, through God in the Old Testament, a few people did some raising of the dead. But the, 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 the power aspect of it is shining brightly in the Gospel of John. Yeah. And as the poignant and climatic part of this is when Jesus is on trial. Even in the midst of this trial, he's in charge there. Right. You know, he says what he has to say, then he doesn't speak anymore. And, you know, it talks about truth to Pilate. Pilate Pilate's what is truth? Well, Pilate didn't want to hear because, you know, the text says... He left right away after that. If he'd have stood yeah. around or if he would have realized Jesus is the truth. Right. Jesus says that in uh, you know, chapter 15 of John. I am the way, the truth, and the life. 14. Is it 14? 14. I thought yeah. it was 15. No, 14. Okay, 14. All right. You're an Armenian. You don't know the scripture. So, so. <laughs> but the thing is, it just the very purpose of the Messiah coming was to you know, preach, release to the captives, and and do all these things to help the poor and whatever. Right. It's all a political statement, not as the world sees politics, right. but as but as God sees politics. Right. So yeah, as you said, Jesus declaring himself king, in and of itself, is a political statement. Correct. Yeah. And so, but what we and so people are, I'm sure, offended at the idea of Jesus being political. But what we're not saying is Jesus. Was Jesus was a Republican, or right. Jesus was a Democrat. Right. We're not imposing American politics on Jesus. Correct. But we are saying that Jesus should have an effect, even how we think politically. Yes, very much so. And if, if we don't allow for that in our lives, or if we say something like this, you know, God changes people one person at a time. Well, I don't think that that's accurate. I mean, that's maybe the tip of the iceberg of what he would say. I think that what he's really, 
ego. He's trying to. Uh, is in a cosmic battle against evil. Yeah. And in order for that to happen, we need some systemic changes in the way things are done. Yeah. You know, there's always the problem with the human government. It's always going to be run by flawed humans. Right. <laughs> and you know, so the best we can hope for maybe is that we come into proximity of what Jesus was preaching and teaching and wanting from us to do. So Jesus had a grander vision yes. than we often do. So you, we can't ignore the kingdom language found throughout the Gospels. Right. I mean, it, it would be doing a disservice to uh, the text if we were to just throw kingdom talk out. Right. Because it's, it's in every, pretty much every, but certainly in all the Gospels. So I think we, we certainly agree that salvation is an individual issue for individual people. Uh, we don't believe in a um, like a liberation theology where an entire race of people are just saved because they're in bondage or whatever. We right. don't believe individual people need to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. but that's not all the Gospels talk about. That's right. And so there is a grander vision of that even goes back to Genesis 3, um, or even Genesis 2, where we're told to go and uh, multiply over the earth and have dominion. Genesis 1. Genesis 2. 1, 26, 27, 28. Well, yeah, yeah, okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. I, I, Yay! Okay. I, Kevin, once again, said that I was right. This is, on, this, is, this is on record, so we are recording this, so you are right. So, yes, Genesis 1 commands us. Um, to have dominion over yes. all of the world, and we are to be spread all over the world. That's repeated um, even to Noah after he gets off the ark. Yep. Is we're to have dominion over all of the world. And that word dominion is a political term. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so we are, even as, you know, if you read the works of um, guys like that guy I can't think of right now, uh -huh. because I didn't do show prep for this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't think of his name. He's a professor at West, Westminster Seminary. Uh, but talks about us being uh, Adam and Eve, and even human beings as being his his viceroys, his yeah, his, his, his regents, his, right. his uh, ambassadors. Right. And, and another political term. Yeah, these are all political terms. Yeah, exactly. So we have to have a bigger view of just, okay, I'll save one, and that's good. We should be about the work of evangelism. We should preach the gospel to every individual creature, right. as the Great Commission says. Um, but as we're doing that, in, in a sense, I don't want to say the word army, but the kingdom is growing. Um, and, and, and that's how, you know, people all the time ask, well, how are we, we, we are a political minority today, evangelicals are. Um, and that may be true. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But um, I do know the kingdom is coming. And I do know that, as one person pointed out, um, we have to win. Yeah. The other side can't even populate. Well, <laughs> you know, the, the thing about that, the, well, the kingdom is coming, but the kingdom has already come. Yes, right. In the, in the person of Jesus Christ, right. through his death and resurrection, 
the kingdom is here. And you and I would both agree with a with a already not yet view yes. of this. Yes. So maybe maybe explain that a little bit for our listeners. Well, okay, the battle's already been won on the cross and in the resurrection. Right. Now the 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 end part of that, the realization of that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. The the fact that we are still here and still involved in uh well let's put it this way the war has already been won the right. battle still rages because yeah. you know jesus has not returned yet so right. but you know we are called to do what we can to combat the evil that is present around us right and that includes things like systemic racism that includes things like uh, inequalities when it comes to gender or race or uh, poverty levels or you know it's it, the, the marching orders of the kingdom of God is love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind love your neighbor as yourself yeah and if we are to love our neighbors as ourselves that means we need to do more than just try to put another notch on our gospel gun yeah yeah, it, it involves in more than just sharing the gospel, but living out the gospel. Exactly. And living yeah. it out with other people in community. Well, right. If, if we're not doing this in community, then it's not going to happen. Well, I mean, that's what kingdom is all about. Exactly. A kingdom is, you know, it's, it's a kingdom. Or, it's not one person. Yeah. And I, I mean, in fact, the terminology in the book of Revelation, and I think Peter uses this too, is we are a kingdom of priests. Right. So we are we are to serve God as part of the ruling body, so to speak. Once yeah. we're a believer, and this is not just church leaders; this is every Christian is called to this. Right. It's something that we are all doing in our lives. And if we're not, then you know, I'd be more concerned about my salvation because of that than uh, something else. So when it comes down to uh, American politics, or what we're what the policies that we're living in, we typically think of as politics. Yeah. Our drive should be living out kingdom reality, mirroring mirroring the love of Jesus. So our, the source of our political activity is not a political party or advancing a uh, agenda, right. but it, it, it's an outflow of what I've seen Christ do in me. Yes, and that yeah. ought to affect how I work on and I'm not saying you can't be a part of a political party right. but our main goal is not the advancement of a of a partisan agenda right and on the other the other side of that coin it's not to go out and massacre those that are on a different side of right. things politically right. than we might find ourselves yeah the which that happens all violence. the time right I mean I was appalled to see some of the comments put out there after the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe that Christians are actually condemning this woman to hell. Right. I mean, you're usurping the king's authority there. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's why it, it's, it's, I think it's dangerous, and I know this is going to be controversial, but it's dangerous to be blindly devoted to one party over the other. Yes. Because I think there are... Uh, I, I'm more conservative than I am liberal. Oh, yeah. And, and, and there are things about the Democratic Party um, I, I can't tolerate. Things like uh, their stance on abortion. Right. Um, I believe that is kingdom work. 
to to protect the life of the the unborn, to protect the life of the innocent, I think is important. Um, but on the other hand, there are things about the conservative agenda. I don't, I don't like blind devotion to our current president, right. uh, ignoring some of the sins that he is not just guilty of, but relishes um, to some degree. Well, and uh, just the treatment or the mistreatment of quote-unquote illegal immigrants. Yeah, uh, along our Texas border, southern right. border, yeah. Doing other things that I mean, I haven't heard one way or the other about the uh, place in Georgia. Has anything more come out about that? Uh, about the forced hysterectomy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's an investigation. At least they're, they're calling for an investigation. I don't know. Uh, I don't think that has been done yet. Okay. But that, you know, that kind of stuff, and it, I mean, there's a reason a lot of people refer to Mr. Trump as a racist. Yeah. Because... If he isn't, he sure sounds like one sometimes. Yeah. And so, I think you and I can both agree. Um, and by the way, the hate mail goes to Ray <laughs> that, for calling Trump a racist. I didn't say that. So um, I said he sounds like one. <laughs> um, so, I think what we're trying to get at here... Just don't send this to the Secret Service. Yeah. <laughs> but I never threatened his life. Right. right. We would never do that because we are Christians and... Even Donald Trump has made the image of God That's and right. deserves dignity and respect. Correct. Um, so, nice disclaimer there. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, I think we could agree that our when it comes to the Christian and, and politics, our goal is not just to get somebody elected. Right. Um, and, I, and again, I think you can work on campaigns, I, and I think good Christians should run for office. Yes. Um, what I'm saying is, Christians, we have a bigger perspective than just the temporal world that we're looking at now. My goal is not just to get another tax cut, although I would certainly enjoy it one, and I think it's good for the country. Right. But uh, my overall goal as a Christian is to advance the kingdom, and I do that by mirroring the love of Jesus, by serving my neighbor, by evangelizing the lost, and and, and, and simply um, living out that love and kindness. Well, and helping to expose yes. the darkness. Right, right. And that's an important part. Yeah. Uh, yeah we're I, not going to ignore sin. Year, years ago, when I was in Illinois, I got to know Ray LaHood, who was U.S. representative yeah. from that area. And I was, several on his staff were Christians. And we were talking one time, and one of the people said, you know, Ray doesn't want to go any further than U.S. representative. And the reason for it is anybody higher than that they've got skeletons in their closet. Uh-huh. And, you know, I mean, he, he was uh, raised Roman Catholic, but I think he had some principles, yeah. which, you know, you're really, you don't see a lot of principled things going on no. in politics in our no. country anymore. Uh, and it probably has always been there, but now we know, <laughs> now we know that it's not principled because... Right. You know, it's on Facebook, it's on social media, it's in the news, it's twisted by whichever media you listen to. And so, because we're loyal to a different king, we don't have to ignore the sins of people in our own party, in our own uh, circle of influence. Right. Um, We can call that out, because our our allegiance is to Christ first, and any worldly power, second or third, or even fourth. Yep. 
Exactly. All right. Well, I think we've had a good conversation here. And uh, for our recommended resources, there's a good article by Tim Keller that Ray and I were just talking about, about how Christians fit into uh, political parties, our two-party system. Um, and I'll, I'm going to post that. Ray, is there anything else that you would uh, throw in as a, as a recommendation? I think didn't um, Tom Wright, N.T. Wright, yes, do some stuff on politics. Um, I think it was God in Politics. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, so we'll recommend that. But I had that book. Yeah. Uh, thanks to the one and only Dave Swanson. David Dave Swanson. Shout out to Dave Swanson. Always, man. I'm loving the current book I'm reading uh, that he sent me this last time, uh, uh, Becoming Brave. I've been posting some of that in yeah. uh, Facebook and stuff. Um, the, the woman who's African-American, and she's basically saying, you know, reconciliation is a huge part of it, but it goes beyond some of the things that people do. It's actually getting down and dirty and in the midst of, you know, confronting yeah. these, these issues. Not just pointing them out, but actually doing something. Right. And that can, you know, obviously right now that's one of the hot political buttons. Yeah. Is the racial uh, divide or issues that exist. That right. and, the, and COVID obviously has become very political too. Right. Which right. makes me wonder, it could have been taken care of maybe a long time ago with the politicians. Hey, hey, get out of the politics stuff. You're a Christian, you can't get involved in it. Okay. Well, anyway, thanks for listening. And again, uh, look for us on Facebook. Join the Facebook group. Uh, you can read Ray's writings. You can also read Ray's writings on the Revelation on our blog at www.facebook.com. Talk about a political book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we see the ultimate king there. Uh, as as the armies of the earth try to overthrow him. Yep. So yeah. Um, so check that out. Check us out on Instagram and, and Twitter at Basic Biblecast. And uh, well, until next week, have a good rest of your week. Okay, so that's where we ended our talk. But I figured I'm going to throw in a little bonus clip here at the end of the podcast because, uh, as we mentioned, we were heading up to Madison to hear Joe Jorgensen, who's a Libertarian candidate for president. Um, but I got the week wrong. So we actually went back the next week, this past Saturday, and we did hear uh, Joe, and I got to ask her one question, so I thought I'd play that here at the end of the podcast, basically so I could say that we had, you know, Joe Jorgensen on the podcast. I don't know. Uh, but this is my exclusive question for Joe Jorgensen, uh, Libertarian candidate for president. Dr. Jorgensen, I'm a high school civics teacher from Beloit, and I'm wondering if you can address my students here who are voting for the very first time this November. Well, let me say that I was so fortunate to find out about the Libertarian Party when I was in college, so the very first time I ever voted was for a Libertarian candidate, and I would just like to point out that the Libertarian Party is the only party that's on your side and not the side of special interests and lobbyists in Washington. And wouldn't it be great if you could vote every day how to live your life instead of every year placing, or every four years placing one vote and then having to live under those laws for one day? 
And just to give you an example, masks, because many young people don't really even need to be wearing masks. Rather than having a bureaucrat in Washington or in the State House telling us we have to wear masks, how about, wouldn't it be nice if every day you woke up and you got to decide, you know what, today I'm going to vote to wear a mask. I'm going to go shop at Walmart. Or to wake up and say, you know what, today I'm going to vote to not wear a mask. I'm going to go shop at Walmart's competitor that doesn't have a mask. So I would suggest it's a much better system to vote with your feet or vote with your dollars than to vote for a one-size-fits-all, whether it's at the state house or the federal government. Thank you. Okay, so that's our clip. But I do want to emphasize that uh, we do not endorse any candidates here at the Basic Bible Podcast. All right, so thank you very much, and we'll see you next week. Yeah.